Alrighty, Gary. Thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure being here. First of all, you, just, can, you can close that door if you want to. Sure. Uh, first of all, it will be uh, great if you can uh, present yourself, introduce yep. yourself yep. to the audience that, sure. you know, five people that might not know you. Yep. And um, just a little bit about who you are, what you do. I think the way I, you know, I always laugh about this because my my wife always makes a joke. Because yesterday I said to her, "I have an idea." She goes, "Not another business." You know, <laughs> I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. I grew up. Uh, I was born in the Soviet Union. Came to the U.S. when I was three. Uh, lemonade stands, baseball cards, which was a big thing when I was a teenager. Just selling stuff, pencils, anything, anything. Salesman, salesman, salesman. My dad eventually owned a small liquor store in New Jersey, which I got involved with. And, um, and I launched one of the first e-commerce wine businesses in America in 1996 called winelibrary.com and built my business from a three to a $60 million business by being a digital leader, email, e-commerce, Google AdWords, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, first in all of those things. Later became an angel investor, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Uber did very well in that world, and then um, and now I'm the CEO of VaynerMedia, uh, a 750 person digital social agency uh, that does 100 million dollars in revenue with the biggest brands in the world: Toyota, Under Armour, Chase, Budweiser, um, and along the way, I've written four New York Times best-selling business books, Correct. and um, and have a little bit of a, a social media presence as a personality. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> that's another statement. Alrighty, um, that's a very interesting story and that's a very compelling story for a lot of immigrants, which I am myself, we are ourselves, and a lot of people are watching this uh, video. There are a lot of immigrants watching this video right now. I also come from a country that it's uh, maybe similar reasons why your family came to the States. I come from Venezuela, <laughs> which is in a complete uh, economic, social, political collapse. Your empty stores look exactly like the empty stores that my parents grew up with. There you go. So that's one of the things that is very, very interesting for me to ask you and sure. for you know, all the audience that yes. might see this. Uh, it doesn't really matter the age group. It's very interesting for all of us. Number one. What will be the major tip for an immigrant that is here, that is ready to make it happen, that is hungry, that is hustling every single day, but might not have the chops just like you, just like your family, to know exactly what niche should they hit, what business should they get in? Because of course, that's something that you, you are born with. Am I right? So what will be your main tip in order to engage and actually cash in that? So I think the biggest thing that every immigrant watching this, and every person, but obviously being an immigrant, I have those feelings for that audience, is you've already won. See, that's what people don't understand. There you go. You've already won. Let me explain. Picking the right business, having the right talent to see where the world's going, there's intuition, there's nothing I can say to make you do that. There's talent, there's timing, there's luck, that's real. So I'm not worried about that. You know why? I'm not in control of that, nor are they. I'll tell you what they are in control of, the reason they've already won. And they're just willing to work much harder than the people that live in the place that they were born. When you were born in America, when you were born 
in in the UK, when you were born in Canada, when you're born in these places that have stability of democracy for a long period of time, you're softer. Correct. I don't know. I'm willing to go work picking up garbage right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. It just doesn't seem so crazy to me. Not at all. I just did it. I've done it. I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. You know, when you realize you go to a land of opportunity, when you leave Venezuela, I don't give a shit if you were a, a, an engineer, a doctor, uh, you know, the, the wealthiest car dealership. When you've lived through one, two, three, five, seven, nine years of dictatorship, communism, socialism at scale, mm-hmm. and you get to leave somehow mm-hmm. and go to a place of capitalism, you're willing to wash dishes. You're willing to drive a taxi. You just are, because you're so grateful mm-hmm. for the opportunity. That is correct. That's it. Totally. And I- so, and so, the things I normally preach: patience. Mm-hmm. Immigrants have that. Immigrants come and they're patient as fuck. You know, yeah. they live in shitty apartments. They don't buy nice things. They eat minimally, and they save and they save and they save. And so, you know, I think, especially the current economic, uh, political climate in America where there is a big group of people pushing against immigrants, I understand how an immigrant can get down, can get worried, can get concerned, can get bummed out. I give them the recommendation that, uh, that I live with, which is put your head down, work, and everything has a funny way of working itself out, and remember that you've got it better. If you're complaining about immigrants, you've already lost Correct. to immigrants. I agree, 100%. Actually, I have a story that I wanted to share with you. Uh, I came to this country about four and a half years ago. As soon as I came here, I, you know, I was very lost. I didn't understand the, the, the system, the country. I didn't even speak well English at all. Uh, and I, you know, I started to polish myself. I started I start to educate myself. But um, there was a moment that I was feeling very, very down. Sure. And that's when I met you on, on the internet. Is I that s- right? Yeah. Uh, that was about like two, two and a half years ago. And I saw that comment that you made on a very early uh, Gary show or an interview. You have said that a couple times. Um, if you're an immigrant, you don't need to you know, be wearing the, the, the big watch and the, the cool web and whatever it is. Uh, you just need to work and whatever it is, if you are focused and you have that goal, that, that long-term goal, you can get it if you're willing to put the, the hours, the work. Um, I did a couple things. I actually, I bought a company like for nothing. The lady was bankrupt. She told me, if you give me, I don't know, $5,000, I give it to you. I'm like, I don't have the money. She was like, okay, it's, it's something it's yours, so much pay me. Yeah. that I don't have the money to even run it. I was like, I take it, I don't care. It was four buses, four vans to uh, pick up kids in their houses and deliver it to, to the you know, schools and then pick them up and bring them back to, to their houses. Uh, I actually drove one of those vans for eight months, 10 months. Waking up 4.45 in the morning, you know, hustling all day, picking up the kids. And uh, it was such a different lifestyle from what I was accustomed of from in Venezuela. 
from but a from a work ethic standpoint. From work ethic, uh, I I went to school to work uh, to to go to law school. Yeah. I went through law school. Yeah. And I didn't do that. It wasn't my thing. Then I became a, a consultant. Uh, you know, social media and all these yep. this good stuff that of course yeah we have the guy here. Um, but I didn't care, and that helped me to get through that, and that helped me actually to find myself. In, in here in Miami, they're, you know. the immigrants that have built this country from the 30s to the 2000s, they were way more accomplished than you were when they came to America. All my Russian immigrants that came in the 70s and 80s, these people were scientists. These people were massive players, there and they know. came in were cooks. Like, if you do not have humility, then you have no shot of victory. You just have no shot. That, that's the, the perfect word to describe it because I have a lot of people, I, I even have a friend, a very good friend, uh, she worked in one of the biggest companies in Venezuela and she was feeling very, very bad because her husband. Because there I was this. Correct. And, and here I am shit. Like, like, but who the fuck are you? Yeah, her husband like, was driving an Uber and I'm like, you need to thank God that at least you get to drive an Uber. By the way, you have the technology you're, to you're more it. than welcome to go to Venezuela. Exactly. Go be the fucking big shot exactly. in the shit place. Exactly. Yeah. I, look, look. Uh, <laughs> regardless of what you get out of this interview, regardless, all you need to know is one thing: the market is the market is the market. That's it. Nobody's entitled to anything. You can tell me everything you're supposed to be or what you used to be. My dad tells me he's still friends with people who still, every time they get together, these are now 65-year-old men. Back in Russia, I was. Yeah, because somebody put you in that job because you were a friend of a friend. That's communism. Boo-hoo, nobody gets a shit. That's not a real game. Yeah. What, because you were the neighbor of the fucking guy? It's horse shit. Totally. This is a market. Totally. Either you're good or you're not. And right now, what you have is a lot of people in this market, in this country, they love capitalism, they love America. Well, here's what America does. America doesn't care that you're a white male and it was supposed to be good for you, but the game changed. That's the punchline. Nobody here is entitled to anything. Nobody. Black, white, transgender, Latino, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, nobody. It's a game. And that's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. And so you have people upset about it, about the game that was good for them, because now it's not as good. Tough. Yeah. If I have to learn Spanish because every American only speaks Spanish, then that's what I have to do. There you go. That's what I have to do. I mean, I don't, you know, I prefer not. I, I didn't like that I had to learn Instagram and Snapchat and all this other stuff. I was number one on Twitter. And you will learn something different in the future. Of course. You know, in the next 18 months, you will be something or, different. Or, or, I won't. Maybe, exactly. Maybe I'll get tired. Maybe I want to spend more time with my family. But just because I don't want to play anymore doesn't mean I'm entitled. Exactly. You have people that make a lot of money exactly. and then they want to use their money to pay politicians to make them keep their money because they don't want to play anymore. That's not how it works. I love that. Yeah. I hope I get destroyed if I deserve it. Yeah. I plan on not letting that happen. <laughs> but. Um. Okay, so the next thing, let's let's get out of that, you know, yep. dark yep. emotion, yep. dark. Soul. I think it's a good place. It is. I think it's a good it, place. It, it's really. very, it's very motivational. Yeah, at least, at least yeah. For me, I, I love I, it. I, you know, it's so funny. I think it's the most light place. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's the most light place. I think, I, I think what we just talked about, look, yeah. if you don't want to work, you're not going to win. I don't care how talented you are or who your grandfather was in Venezuela. Yeah. The fuck does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean when your grandfather was in America and now you're in America, let alone in the old country, that's over. Yeah. Uh, I also I, I told a story yes. uh, in bagging one of my shows about my dad. My dad is a forty plus years uh, lawyer, you know, expert over there, uh, very well known. He came here, he's like, I'm a lawyer. That's the only thing I can do. That's the only thing I know. So what the hell am I going to do? Because I don't want to spend my time just going to the beach and going to the grocery store and coming back home because right. I'm going to die. Right. That guy's the true, real hustler. That. Um, I told him, listen, there's social media. You can't have that as an outlet. Yes. He's like, I don't understand that. I didn't grow up with Twitter, this. Yeah. Uh, account and password like three times. <laughs> and I was like, that, I, I used to you know, battle him a lot. All of a sudden, he started doing it. He started putting the hours. Right now, he started two and a half, two, two and a half years ago. Right now, he's 260,000 plus followers on Twitter. Unbelievable. He has a reach of 1.6 million person people in Facebook. And every time that that old man does a Facebook Live or a Periscope, he has a live uh, audience between 800 to 1200. Incredible. Gotcha. Yeah. So if that worked for him, I believe that works for anyone. If you're willing Hard to work, work and talent. Clearly your dad is saying something interesting. Yeah, he has a message, of course. Yeah. And people want to see him. Um, moving forward to another question. What will be your idea, your prediction, and what would you like to see on a U.S. Hispanic market and outside the U.S. on the Latin America uh, content, you know, distribution and, and marketing and everything that you do. What would you like to see and what's your prediction? I want to make sure I understand the question. So when I think about Central, Mexico, Central America and South America, Correct. what do I think is going to happen? What, what do you think is going to happen? Because in South America, number one, we're not early adopters in most of our countries. Nobody is. America is where it starts and then every part of the world, I mean look, Brazil as a market is a very early adopter globally. Correct. You know, there's parts of Europe that are far slower. Correct. There's parts of other parts, of, you know, Australia, things of that nature. I actually, because I look at the global data, mm -hmm. actually I've been very much considering opening an office in Mexico City because I think the adoption, not an early adopter compared to where it starts, Sorry. but if you look at Brazil or Mexico, um, specifically those two markets, or e even at times Argentina, compared to the rest of the world, very quick. So actually that, gave you, that gives you a head start because you already know if something is going on here in the US, it will eventually happen over there. Yes and no. Okay. If Snapchat's happening, if Musical.ly's happening, if Instagram's happening, it doesn't always, always happen. But if you're an entrepreneur right now in Ecuador, if you're in Panama City, things of that nature, mm -hmm. you should try them all. Because if they do, then you win. And you have more time to land grab. There you go. You could be the most followed person in Panama. You could be the most followed person in Chile in the world on the next platform that takes over your country just by paying attention to what's happening in America. Exactly. Which is free because of the internet. And if not, at least you have the experience, at least you did something. I, I learned how to be great at Snapchat and Instagram 
on social cam and Vine, there two sites that are no longer around. There you go, that's, that's great. There's no wasted time when you put in the work. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Um, so the, the, one of the last questions will be, uh, going back to, to the other question, if, for example, day of tomorrow, things on Belarus change, right? Yes. Let's suppose, hypothetically, something change, they come to democracy, they come to you know, uh, capitalism, and everything starts changing. Will you consider going there and make business? Yes. But first I'd go there and see my grandparents' graves. Second, I would go see where I was born. And then I would consider, I, listen, I'm up to doing business anywhere in the world where there is an actual market and it's not flawed by a couple of people sitting at the top trying to siphon the money from their people. That's perfect, that's great. Um, last question. Yes. Your predictions, what, would, what do you see in the next 18 months, 24 months on this market with social media, buying just died, uh, a lot of people say that's the same route that Twitter is going. A lot of people say that you know Snapchat is taking out, is being taken out of, of because Instagram, Instagram stories, stories out of the spotlight. What do you see coming up? Because you are also an investor. You are yep. also a person that likes to do business on yep. that side, yep. not just uh, an early adopter yep. and a practitioner. Yes. What, what do you see in the future? So as you know, because I know you consume my content, I always like to say I don't predict. I'm not Nostradamus, yes. but. The trends, you're clearly on top of your shit. It's, I've been paying very close attention to where is Snapchat in lieu of Instagram stories. I still think it's a massively viable platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, if Twitter was to die, it would die in the way that MySpace died. There will be a Twitter for the rest of our lives. There will always be a platform where all of us have somewhere to go when somebody does something. That is not Facebook, that is not Instagram, that is not Snapchat. The reason Twitter is so important is it's the world's water cooler. It's where we go. You don't go, if you see some great soccer goal or some political statement or a fire or a great team, like where you say your opinions and there's some of it going on on Instagram, there's some of it and a lot of it going on 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 Facebook, but those are more statements more so than speaking about it. There's no back and forth. Twitter is a social network. The other platforms are content platforms. And so, if Twitter is to go away, it is to go away the way MySpace did, meaning there will be a new Twitter, it'll be called Schmitter, and it'll be very similar with some different tweaks, but we as a society need a water cooler. Um, I think Facebook will continue its dominance over the next 18 to 24 months. I see nothing slowing it down. Mm-hmm. It's got Marketplace now, which is going after Craigslist and eBay. Facebook's ambition to be the layer on top of the internet itself mm-hmm. is stunningly close. I agree. Um, Even with, with YouTube, which is well, a juggernaut. Yeah, YouTube's a juggernaut for Google. Correct. Um, and I think that's strong, and, and, but I do think Snapchat, Instagram video, and Facebook continue to pull at that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think the best prediction I can make is there will be an app in 24 months when I see you at some conference mm-hmm. that does not exist right now that is at the top of our tongue and is important to everybody watching and I think that's what makes this such an intense, exciting, and challenging game. And that will be the, the moment to execute and learn about it. That's right, whoever strikes first. 
All righty. All right, my friend. Gary Vaynerchuk, thank you thank so you. much for your time. My pleasure. Pleasure.